You are listening to the 99% Healthy Podcast. Hi, hey, hey. Welcome to the 99% Healthy Podcast, episode 18. Good afternoon. Well, you or don't, morning. Yeah, or whatever or time evening. of day it is. Overnight. <laughs> when do you listen to your podcast? Yeah, when do you guys listen? I usually listen in the car. Oh, definitely. I'm always car. That's yeah. the most of the time I listen to. And so, and then like I'll listen if I'm out for like a walk. I don't like to listen to podcasts when I run, but when I walk, although lately I haven't been taking anything with me oh. when I walk and Go just listening like to nature. Nature. Being one with the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it's just a cool thing. I can't believe it's where we're at 18 episodes. Crazy, right? I know. And we did take another week off, didn't we? We did by accident. Do we, we never do it on purpose. But no. it was by accident. What I don't even remember. Why did we get so busy and what did we forget? You went skiing? Um, Last week? No. That wasn't it. We don't even remember why. I don't remember what we were doing. We were busy. But the important part is, is we yes. came back. We're here. We're here. Yes. And so if you're missing out, like you you're, you're didn't get enough of your Bobby and Michelle, well, we're back. We got more great content for, you know, your, your week ahead. More great content. Yes. I hope you have good content. I what got, is today's I content? Got, I got nothing today. What is today's content? I came to the podcast today completely unprepared. What do you mean? Well, I thought... You have a topic. Okay. So I, I thought that like healthy conversations, if you guys know the like the subtitle, I guess, for the podcast, it's it's 99% healthy conversations with my husband. Yes. She's going to conversate health with me. It, well, I'm going to either conversate health with you or we're going to have healthy conversations about things that otherwise we might argue They about. have the same difference. No. Yes. No. So healthy conversations as but in- let's, let's jump into what we're going to do- Don't interrupt me. For the next three weeks. Hold on. Oh. We're getting there. Oh. So much to talk about with, when I'm not prepared at all. <laughs> the conversations could be healthy or the conversations could be a, a, a healthy conversation rather than an argument. Does that make sense? You guys get it, right? He's sure. he's still looking at me with his eyes squinted like I'm speaking a different language. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes couples argue, right? Uh, you don't know. You I don't have know no idea like, where you're going you, with this. Okay. I'm like you're. I'm lost. Instead of arguing, you like should have... you definitely need to write a script next time. We need you for need what? Have... What scripts are optional? Not a script. We have to have a plan. No plans are optional. Just no, like speed limits plans. and plans and are important. Preheating speed, and speed preheating limits. the oven. Preheating the oven. All of those things are completely overheating your grilled cheese. No, that's yeah. It was a little brown yesterday, a little dark. You were brown. watching me. I was, yeah. I didn't know you were watching. I was making a grilled cheese last night, and he yeah. butter's a low temperature cooking ingredient, and you got to keep it. It it takes everything from this man to like not. He has to like control himself to not like lean over, reach over my shoulder, and adjust the heat. I can't believe Michelle uses the stove with two two modes. It's either on or it's on high. Oh, sorry, off or it's on high. That's it. There well, is sometimes no, you turn it like, on high medium, and then you turn it down medium, low. Low, low. It's all a suggestion. Yeah, I'll tell you, it was a delicious grilled cheese sandwich. I'm sure it was. Yeah, so, actually, it inspired me today because I had a I had a grilled ham and cheese today on pumpernickel rye, um, right? On pumpernickel rye, yeah. The pumpernickel we had the rye. pumpernickel rye left over from St. Patrick's Day. That's good stuff. Yeah, there was no soda bread left over. That was so good. The soda bread was really good. And the corned beef was delicious. It really was. Yeah, it was. You made a good roast. Thank you. It was. I it made was it on high with lots of love. 
<laughs> you made it according to the instructions in the actually, oven I, at like 350. I didn't actually. So guys, I cheated. If you saw, if you follow me on the socials, you'll see. I So our store Wegmans puts together these prepared food meals. And so they made it super easy. So like they had the corned beef, they had the potatoes and the carrots, and they had it all in like this oven safe bag that sat inside of like this oven safe tin and you just put it in your oven and it has instructions on how like put your oven to 350 put it in there and let it cook for three and a half to four hours I could totally handle that I didn't have to buy everything separate oh I had the cabbage in there too so I just put it in it was a nice package it was nice it It was was very beautifully packaged it was a little expensive but it was worth it because I didn't have to buy like seven different things and probably if I had to do it that way I probably probably would not have had corned beef that night because I would have not well, wanted to make that happen. Or we would have had a bunch of leftovers we would never gotten to. True, true. Because right. you have to buy like all the cabbage and like right. a big bag of carrots, which I have carrots anyway. And then the corned beef, which only you and I eat anyway. So this was like a good, it was a good idea. Yes. So we made it. It was delicious. And I forget where I was going with this. But Wegmans did a good job. I think it had to do with how you cooked it because it came in the bag. And oh, the so I started tray, to question myself. Like it's halfway cooked or I don't even know if it was halfway cooked, but it's it was in the oven for like two hours. And I'm starting to question myself, oh, was I supposed to like take it out of the bag? Like what if the bag is melted? And like I, I started to question if I really read the directions the right way. You're probably already an hour and 50 minutes late with that thought <laughs> at that point. So I don't know why you didn't look at the well, oven and be like, like oh, okay, we're good. a plastic bag in your oven is a weird thing. Like yeah. you – you that's like you'd think that if you're putting a plastic bag in your oven it's going to melt so like i just i had to question myself but it turned out fine it was it delicious turned out delicious is what it did it was it was really good so so that was good and we had the irish soda bread and we had some rye bread and we made it delicious and we were irish even though we're italian but that was we a good pretended meal. to we ate an irish meal i'm not even going to say we pretended to be irish cuz we didn't we just right. We just celebrated. I woke up and forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. I didn't even wear green. You didn't? No. Did everybody point it out to you all day long? Just like, just like some some people who were like more attuned to I wore colors. green to the gym and then everyone at the gym was like, that's not green, that's yellow. But I wasn't the only one who forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. Like, think... There were other people who were like, oh yeah, I didn't wear green either. Like, Oh, okay. It kind of just snuck up on us a little bit. Like I really wasn't prepared for it. I don't know if it was because I wasn't like out and about and I didn't like see you know, signs and signals that would clue it in. So I well, was it's not say, like a holiday that we like celebrate. I don't know. I guess. We were talking to the kids about it. Like, did they celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Ireland? Like, I guess they do because it is, it's the holiday. It's like the feast day of St. Patrick, right? All you Catholics out there know the importance of that. But like, I guess they would celebrate it in Ireland. Yeah, I think so. Right? I think they do. St. Patrick Something. wasn't even Irish. Did you know that? He was a slave. No, I was unaware of the history. I, I I learned all that. You guys can all see. I'm getting smart. No, that that was just a side note. Oh. I didn't really teach you anything. Um, okay, so you want to talk? You want to go right into this? You want to talk about what we're doing for the next 21 days? Yeah, I think so because I think that's the key thing to to chat about. Okay, so okay, a couple of days ago, I put on Facebook that I wanted to cut sugar. And I know that's like a thing a lot of people do. We're doing Lent right now, right? People give up sugar for Lent, whatever. Um, but a friend of mine inspired me because she called me and she was like, I stopped eating sugar because like I, I just needed to get out of my life. And I was like, well, that's super inspiring. I want to do that too. Can I do it with you? And she was like, yes, like let's do it together. So I put it on Facebook that I 
that I was going to do this. And my Facebook exploded. I'm not even kidding. Like so many people messaged me and were like, well, I want to do that with you too. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll put a group together. So I did. I put this group together. And well, first I went to you and I was like, do you want to do this with me? And what did you say? Yeah, absolutely. No, you did not say that. What did I say? (laughs) You didn't say that. (laughs) You said, actually, does it fall over Robert's birthday? Oh, I think I said, sure, I'll do it with you. Oh, <laughs> when, did that, when does it go? Like, I, I said yes, and then I jumped into the details later. He said yes because he probably was doing something else, and he was just like, yes, honey, right? You weren't even probably listening to no, the words. No, I was definitely listening. I would not say yes to that without it being somewhat conscious. So anyway, he said he wanted to know if it fell over Robert's birthday. Our son Robert, his birthday is next week. And I was like, yes, it does. And he was like, nope, not going to do it. No, that's not, that's not what I said. Yeah. I said, I'm going to take a break on Robert's birthday. Because you have to have cake. Well, I found out it's going to be ice cream cake. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. We're having two family parties. Yeah. And there's going to be two ice cream cakes, apparently. Oh, customized. man. And I don't even drink anymore. So this is going to like be. Like a customized one for Robert and a customized one for Uncle Eddie. So wait, that's going to be on Friday when we celebrate. And then yes. his actual birthday is Tuesday. Yeah, his birth, actual birthday is Tuesday. Or Monday. I have to get, I have to go look. So are you doing the math? Monday. Okay. It's Monday. So we're going to have two double whammies. Yeah. Two opportunities. So, okay. I, I'm, I don't even know what to say. You're looking at me funny. Like, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for your brilliant words of wisdom. What, what brilliant words of wisdom? Well, if you're doing a 21 day, you know, you know, sugar fast. Oh, I know where you're going with this thing. Then you're still going to have 19 solid days and you're only going to have one segment, if not two segments of a very small portion of the day to have one treat celebrating a birthday. Do you think you can do that? I think you can. No, I'm not. I'm not asking. I know I can. Can you? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Right. So I think that's, but does that really count as a sugar fast if you cheat and have sugar? Like, I think some would argue like, nope, like that's, that's it. You cheated. Well, I think if you took, took such hard, fast rules, you would never do anything. See, I, I, so I think like you're, you're, let's think of it this way. You're going to have a piece of cake, a piece of, it doesn't matter what kind of cake, right? Right. And that cake, you're going to have that cake in a, in a 10, 10 minutes span. So why would you throw out, you know, three full weeks of not doing anything because you know, on, you know, a birthday, you're going to have a piece of cake. Okay. So now you're, you're, you're speaking my language now, but also don't you think it's kind of like, it's only five days in to this challenge. Like your body is just getting detoxed and just getting rid of the sugar. And then you're going to give it more sugar. Like how do you feel about it? No, your body always has sugar in it. Your body converts carbohydrates into sugar. Your body converts natural sugars. You're not eliminating every piece of sugar from your body. So why would you let one piece of cake, you know, be so disproportionately driving your entire perspective on I love, the goal of removing added added sugars. I love that you are able to think about it like that because that's not how you were thinking about it a couple of days ago. But I, I love that you're able to put it into perspective like that because I, having been a dieter since I was 10 years old, and I've since 
like well, recovered. Well, here's a really good. Hold way. on, talking. Okay. Healthy conversations. Finish. I I feel like, I, and I don't know how many people out there can relate to me that there's like this all or nothing mentality. And if you mess up five days in, you've messed up. And so then the next day, you might as well just keep messing up because now you've failed. Right. How do you feel about that? Right. So I think that that's like too many times that we take absolute measures that are out of context. And let's look at it the other way, right? Why would I not do something? Let's let's look at it from this way, okay? Why would I not start a, an effort to reduce added sugars in my diet because in five days I'm going to have a piece of cake for a birthday, right? Yeah. Right? So, like, so if you think of the 21-day, you know, you know, no sugar fast or, you know, no added sugars, you know, 99% of it. 99%. You're going to be good. And like, you're going to have one piece of cake for a birthday. That's 1%. But do you. So why would you not do it? Do you worry that that one piece of cake will mess with your blood sugar levels? That's, that's so you mental don't think, bullshit. Yeah. You don't think like that. So you don't worry that it's going to mess with your sugars. And then, you know, the next day. You might be craving things that you ordinarily wouldn't be I mean, craving. a loaf of bread can do that to me. That's true. Right? No added sugar in a loaf of bread. Well, that's true because your body converts those carbohydrates. Right. So I uses you, them as you, sugar. You, for... Again, the, the focus on these these 1% um, mental, um, you know, blocks, if you will. Right? We, we talk ourselves into all these things that are grandiose, but really in the grand scheme of things, they're all minor. They're all very small, right? If you look at the macro picture of things, well, you're going to be way better off over 21 days cutting out a bunch of excess sugar you would normally have, right? Even if you look at it in a smaller scale, even if you look at it over those first four days, well, I'm not going to have added sugars on those first four days, and then the fifth day in the evening, I'm going to have that piece of ice cream cake. Which you're already looking forward to, apparently. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily just looking forward to it, but it's about planning. It's about thinking about thinking through these things. I love that. I love that you said planning because that yeah. is a huge part of it. And especially for me, I know I always make better choices when I have the food cooked in the refrigerator. I, I think an exceptionally important thing for people to pursue any sort of health goal is to not focus so much on the discrete events that are counter to that health goal, but to focus on the 99% of the efforts that are beneficial to that health goal. I'm going to quote you on that. Yeah, way too often, way too often, we don't do, we stop, um, we, we make ourselves get down. Because of the 1%. Right. Because of those small little hiccups. Or we consider ourselves a failure. Correct. And then we we just don't pick up the pieces and move on. We dwell on the, the 1%, as right. you say. And um, right. So so much of this is, is about, you know, planning, thinking through the short term into a longer term and not beating yourself up when there's a situation that is contrary to to a certain goal, right? So, and it could be any any sort of health related goal. So, okay, what's a different example then? Let's say you're trying to 
achieve some exercise or a physical fitness goal, right? Okay, like you want to run a marathon. Let's let's say you're trying to PR at CrossFit or your your CrossFit style gym, right? People love the PR, right? They want to go for, they want to expand, they want to improve, and something happens and they can't get to the gym that day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some people will make up for it. Their mind will instantly say, okay, well, I didn't get there today. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go at the 5 a.m. session. Um, maybe I'll do a double. I'm going to go at the 5 a.m. session. I'm going to work on this part of my body. And then I'm going to go again. I'm going to go after dinner. I'm going to go at the 7 o'clock. I'm going to hit up and get up another session, right? I'm going to get that in there, right? And then there's other people who could let one missed opportunity set them back for multiple days, right? A week. Like, ah, oh, I didn't go on Monday, so I'm just going to throw in the towel for this week, right? A lot of that is 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 mental, though. You're so right. Yeah. You have to think through the short term, not to throw away the long term. I want to just throw in a little commercial for a second. Yeah, I, commercials are great. I, well, it's not a real commercial. Ah. It's just a, my Apple Watch just literally dinged on my arm, and I looked over, and it says, Bobby earned an award. Perfect week for standing. You had a perfect standing week. Yeah. 12-hour stand week. And I feel like you just gave your 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 speech. You just you just had a, like a... I'm not so sure that I feel that the 12-hour stand goal is a good one on the Apple Watch. Why is that? I have a job where I do sit a lot of the time. Uh-huh. I'm conscious to get up, but I feel the times that I get up are... They're not super, like, specific. So that I'm getting credit for the stand goal. And I don't know if it's a valid measure, right? Oh, how would you improve that? I, I think there should be some context behind that stand goal. I think there should be, um, you know, perhaps there should be an analysis of the stand goal where a portion of your day that's normally sitting has been has been transferred to standing. Wouldn't that just be the same as your activity ring? And if you guys have an Apple Watch, you know what we're talking about. There, your Apple Watch, if you if you're an Apple Watch person, has in the activity. What do you call that? The activity. It's the health app, right? Yeah. So there's a health app and there's the rings. Yeah. And so like your job is to fill the rings and there's a, an activity ring. There's a stand ring and there's what's the other one? Um, exercise. The uh, green exercise one. Ring. Exercise ring. So your goal is to fill those rings every day and you can set different, make the settings a little bit different. But your goal is to stand 12 hours out of the day. Is it 12 mine's hours? Mine's set to 12. I think mine is like nine or 10. But you want to be able to stand. And I agree with you. Sometimes just now my watch tells me at 10 minutes to every hour, if I haven't stood in that hour, it will say you need to stand. And and I could just stand up. And it's like, okay, you made your goal. But I didn't make it like an effort, like standing. I could have just been like, you know, standing to reach for the light switch or something. You know what I mean? It's not, right. it wasn't like a concentrated effort to go expend energy. Right. So you actually make a very good point. So what I'm kind of talking about the stand goal is just you know not being sedentary in the in the seat and sitting down, but the other ring is the move goal. So the move goal really does track your total metabolic burn through movement. Right. It's not specifically exercise, but that's where you have to close that pink ring so that you you you've essentially burned enough of your daily metabolic expectation. Do you, um, listen to you sounding like all fancy. Do you close your rings every day? No, 
don't, I don't either. I'm a bad ring closer. I'm, I'm a terrible ring closer. Do you guys yeah. close your rings every day or do you make it a goal to do that? I, mine, I never close my rings. No, and I have modest goals. I think my exercise goal is 30 minutes and my move goal is like 600 calories. Yeah, mine's mine is similar. It's in that same range. And if you know how those work, so the move goal is like 600 calories above your estimated standard metabolic burn. So like if you're going to just by doing nothing burn 2000 calories a day for simply existing, the 600 calories represents burning something above that. I'm sorry, moving above that. How do you know all this? Because I read the instructions. Do you guys know that Bobby reads every manual that ever comes? Like if he ever gets a new toy or a new like electronic or even when he got his new car, he is the person who reads the manual from cover to cover. <laughs> like he like sits down with the manual and like puts on his glasses and, and sits down and reads it. Do you know anybody like that? Like that's a foreign concept to me because in my family growing up, we don't read manuals. We it's, don't read instructions. It's actually worse because like – I tend to like hang around tech forums and right now Tesla forums a lot, right? And there's always somebody that asks like this simple basic question. And like I'm the guy who's like RTFM. And what, is that? what does that mean? R- RTFM? Yeah. Re- oh, read the. Re- read the freaking manual. Oh, okay. And I'll literally post a link to it in in like the reply. Oh, you're that guy. I'm that guy. You're that guy. I'm, but I'm amongst a bunch of that guys because I get upvoted for those posts. You used to send me when I would text him and ask him a question and he would send me like a little GIF video that was like, let me Google that for you. Oh, let me Google that for you is the best. If you guys don't know about let me Google that for you. If somebody just asks you like the most typical like, what are you doing? Like go Google that yourself. I'm not like your personal Google assistant. Then you got to go to, you know, LG, M. Wait, let L- me LMG Google. Yeah, LMG T F Y. Yes. <laughs> if you go to let me google that for you.com, it it goes to the shortener. And then you can literally just send them the send them the search and it has like this funny little animation where it's like the mouse cursor moves to the Google Google search bar, it types the term in and then it's snarky. It says, "See, that wasn't so hard." <laughs> or that was easy. Sometimes I can tell you nothing irks me more than when someone sends me a question that is completely Googleable themselves. Right. They could have figured it out on their own. Now, there's exceptions to that. Like, I mean, this is definitely like rabbit hole, you know, Keep side going. Tangent. Keep going. But it's like, you could be lazy, like like the lazy tweet or the lazy Facebook post. It's like, yes, I could research this, but I don't feel like it. And if you hashtag it, like lazy question, then you kind of get a little bit of a pass for not doing like the Google search yourself. Oh, I, is that a real hashtag? Lazy. It's a hashtag. It's something just like people will like will put it in the. I would be embarrassed to put something out there that is like right. common knowledge like that. Right. That would be embarrassing for me. Right. Like lazy tweet. How many seasons has Tom Brady been in the NFL? Oh, okay. So like right. somebody could have just Googled that and gotten their answer. Right. Exactly. I understand. I understand. So that's the, the realm there. Oh my gosh. This conversation is just taking all sorts of tw- twists and turns today. So back to the sugar We got thing. there from like move goal and then <laughs> like sedentary stand. I love it though. This is right. such a healthy conversation. So. so 21 days, we're starting tomorrow and we're going through April 11th. And I just want to, um, I don't know, invite you to follow us along on this journey. We're going to have some interesting uh, things to share. I think along the way, I'm really excited to see um to see what happens, to see if we can do it. It's only 21 days. I've done things for 21. I've done things for longer than 21 days. And it's not like I'm never going to eat sugar again. I just want to clean things up a little bit. What are, what's your goal? 
Yeah. So I think the same thing is to be more conscious of the food choices you make, right? So you can, you can have, you know, good items that taste good that don't have added sugars in them. Yeah. Right. So we're not giving up, like, there's not a goal to eliminate anything that has a sugar in it, right? So we're going to eat fruits and vegetables and, you know, normal, um, you know, normal foods, healthy stuff. I'll have salads, um, stuff like that. So in the group that I'm leading, uh, I, I we did like a kickoff Zoom call today. And one of the things that I said, and, and this group is like, it's all sorts of people like of all ages who have all different backgrounds. And we all just have this one common goal. And one of the things I told them, which is something I kind of try to live by, is if it grows in the ground or has a mother then it's okay to eat. We shouldn't be panicking about, you know, the sugar in your carrots or the sugar in your strawberries. You know, if that grows, if something that grows in the ground or it came from a mother, so there you have like, you know, your 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 meat, your chicken, your your beef, if that's something you choose to eat, eggs, you know, these are healthy things that are natural that were, you know, put here for us to eat, then we're not going to stress out about them. What we are stressing out about is the the excess sugar that we're adding to our coffee or the candy bar that we have in the middle of the afternoon and those those kind of habits that we want to clean up. And then we are for the next five days, we're just going to be detoxing and kind of just being more conscious of those added sugars. And I'm hosting a Zoom call on Tuesday. We're going to be talking about um, nutrition labels because the nutrition labels are well, just food labels in general. Marketing can be so like just misleading. It could be really misleading as far as, you know, how things are labeled to make it look like they are sugar-free or no sugar added or whatever. And you really have to be able to read those labels, know what they mean, and look at the ingredients more than anything. So we're going to talk about that on Tuesday. And then we're going to talk about, you know, the fake sugars that or the the hidden sugars that are in the foods that we eat that we might not even know are there. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about artificial ones like yeah. sugar alcohols yep. and all that stuff. Yep, oh, yep. Yeah. All of those things that are that are hidden in there that are even maybe disguised as healthy and they're mm-hmm. not. And so a lot of times what happens, well, not a lot of times, but what ha- actually happens in your body is your body doesn't know the difference between that sugar alcohol and that fake sugar and real sugar. And it's going to make your insulin spike anyway. You're going to have that same kind of insulin response and your body is going to react to it the same way. Well, it's even more than that, too, because I know a lot of the sugar alcohols can be um, upsetting to the digestive system. Yes. So people don't really. And your microbiome. Yeah. You're, yeah, yep. so like there's a handful of the minty ones, like uh, oh yeah, xylitol. Xylitol, I think, is one of the big ones. And you can't tolerate I that. I don't like xylitol. No, no. How about emulsifiers? Those aren't so great either. Yeah, they're not the best. Um, sorbitol could be a problem as well. There's a bunch of other ones. And you know that from experience. Yeah, yeah. I keep an eye on on those ingredients. Um, sugar-free gums, sugar-free mints. They're the ones that have a lot of the sugar alcohols in them. And they could be, they could, they could, if you ever had like, you know, crampy stomach or stuff like that, and you happen to use a lot of mint products. Yeah. That's a good suspect. Like breath mints, sugar-free gum, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Check out those ingredients because they do use those sugar alcohols and those sorbitols Mm -hmm. because they keep them, you know, calorie free. Yeah. But something's got to give them flavor, and that right. really does disrupt your. your yeah, if microbiome. you're almost if you actually need a mint for you know a specific purpose, you almost be better off for a, a mint that actually uses regular mint oils and sugar. It'd be better for you. Yeah. The sugar alcohols are really bad. Or you could just have um, essential oils. 
Yeah, I guess so. Essential oils. Still obsessed over here, guys. Still burning the oils every single day. Did we talk about them on the last podcast? Two, yeah, two podcasts we ago. Did? You were talking. Maybe it was three podcasts I ago. You were talking about how I was obsessed with these oils. And yeah, we started with three. <laughs> now he's oil doing diffusers. it too. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, you are. You filled the diffuser the other day. I refilled it for you. That's it. And he comes to bed at night and, and he says, got... "Oh, it smells really good in here. What What are we doing now?" There's like we have like 1.5 diffusers per room. I at love this rate. them. I love them. Little, little over the top. They make me feel good. Some of them smell good. I don't mind good smells. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We're doing all the healthy things. And one more thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up. Um, and be sure to, guys, to, to come back and check us out on this journey. We're excited to be able to share it with you. But um, I did a thing last night for the very first time, and it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. But most of you know, and if you follow me on the socials, you know that I have stopped. I've taken my phone away from my bed at night because I was coming up to bed at night, and I was um, I was scrolling. I was like doom scrolling, which I have since given up. I'm not a scroller anymore, which is very, very liberating because you don't have to – I don't know. I don't – I'm not like – I kind of feel a little disconnected because I, I like I saw my friend in the grocery store last week and I was like, sorry, like I have no idea what's going on with you or your kids because like I don't scroll Facebook anymore. And she was like, no, 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 that's OK. And I had I feel like I need to apologize to people because I don't know what's going on in their lives because I'm not scrolling Facebook. But that's weird if you think about that. Like there's actually some sort of now social expectation that you're a little bit aware about what's going on because people post to social media. Yeah. And you're now an outlier for not having this advanced knowledge of what's going on. You know what? But I don't care. I know. No, I'm just I'm saying it's good. Like, I, I but don't it's just care. counterintuitive. But I do feel like I need to put like a statement out there like, hey, not scrolling anymore. Yeah. I have to tell you guys, if you can give up scrolling for just a week, it will change your life. And so this is how it kind of started for me. I took my phone. I stopped taking my phone to bed with me because at nighttime I would the last thing I would do before I go to bed was like scroll Facebook until I was tired and then I would plug in my phone and go to bed then I realized I didn't want to do that anymore so I took my phone and I plugged it in the bathroom so it's still like you know 15 feet away from me but it's in the bathroom and and I plugged it in there at night at nine o'clock and then I would read my book and I would go to sleep and my my sleep pattern changed a lot we actually went back and looked at the graphs and I was able to, to settle and stay asleep much more like easier and just it was a better thing when I did that. Last night, I took it one step further and I took my phone. I left my phone in the kitchen and I plugged it in and I said, I'm leaving you here tonight. I'm not even taking you upstairs because what started to happen over the course of the past six weeks is – I started bringing it upstairs and then I would like sit in bed and scroll, not scroll, but like go on my Instagram or find, you know, Pinterest stuff to save. And then, then I would, you know, plug it in and then it was getting later and later. It wasn't nine o'clock anymore. So I said, you know what? I just need to put it away. So last night I left it downstairs and I survived and, and it was great. And I actually can't wait to do it again tonight. So thankfully, Bobby, you have your phone in bed. You don't take your phone to bed. I don't go upstairs into our bedroom unless it's to go to bed. That's it, right? So when I'm downstairs watching a show and then I get tired, it's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And and you like bring your phone up, but you just like put coffee, on the charger. Do the dishwasher, come upstairs. And then first thing that happens is the phone goes on the charger. The watch goes on the charger. The glasses go on the nightstand. You know, I, I clean, wash my face. Go to bed. And right, go to bed. That's it. 
And so you've never been like a bedtime scroller. No. That, that should be like a never. thing. Never. I don't think I ever has been a bedtime scroller. Hashtag bedtime scroller. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I've in the past, and it hasn't been in the, in recent times because I tend to just leave everything downstairs um, because that's where my main charger setups are. But sometimes I would read my iPad, you know, in bed right. or later in the evening. But no, not, no. Well, one of the questions that somebody asked me was, well, do you have a landline? Because what happens if something happens in the middle of the night and somebody can't get in touch with you? My, so, my phone's on silent. So unless they're a favorite, I ain't getting your call anyway. Oh, okay. Well, my, me either. But yeah, my, my question is because my my watch is connected to my phone and that's how my alarm goes off in the morning. My watch wakes right. me up. So Your watch would ring in theory. If it was an emergency. I was going to ask yeah, you so, about that. Yeah, so when – when you have Do Not Disturb turned on, if there's three repeat calls from the same number, it'll go through. Oh, is that what it is? That's, three repeats? I think it's the third repeat. Yeah. So the third time it comes through. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a secret. And then anyone in your favorites okay. automatically comes through. I have like four people in my favorites, like you and yeah, my mom like and like the school district. Five, six. Like the kids, Robert, like, the yeah. kids, you, my mom. Okay. So I don't even think your mom is one of my favorites. Your we mom, probably should make her one of my favorites. I don't favorites. think I have your mom in there either. Uh, we'll have to make that happen today. Yeah. But let me tell you a secret. What's the secret? Okay. So somehow my do not disturb got messed up. I don't know. It My do not disturb is all weird and does like I could just be like sitting at my desk working and then I'll get like do not disturb is turned on in your phone at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know what my hours are and I keep meaning to want to fix it. But also it's really, really nice to not have my phone ring ever. My phone never, ever rings. It could be part of an automatic this is the time that you normally are like quiet time or I don't know, or maybe it's just a, there's a, there's a, um, a schedule that's, that's a skew. So now I find myself apologizing. If I miss a phone call, I find myself apologizing to the person saying, sorry, like it went right to voicemail because they're not either, either not a favorite or my do not disturb is on. And I keep saying I want to fix it, but I kind of secretly don't because it's really nice to never have my phone ring ever. Yeah. I Which mean, is so weird because when I was like a teenager, like I wanted to answer the phone all the time when it rang. Like, oh, number that I don't know. Oh, right. let's see who this is. And now I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah. So if if it's a phone number that I don't know, I don't answer it. That's automatic. Yeah. Right. And I get phone calls. I get phone calls that's going to be from like, like four to five people that are not family members. That's right. it. Right. Yeah. If I get a phone call, it's going to be, it's going to be Dave, Justin, Ryan, Maybe Jeff. Shout out to you guys. Those are like his besties. He's a texter. And then my boss, Andrea, maybe another coworker. That's it. Like that is all the phone calls I'll get. And then it's going to be family. No one ever calls me unless like I like arrange it. And I'm like, you have to call me at this time because my phone never rings. I mean, my voicemail literally says leave a text message. No, I don't even have my voicemail set up. Yeah. Isn't that horrible? It's like the generic like leave a message. I think I have work voicemail. I haven't logged into it and checked it in ages. And occasionally, like, there's a red light on my phone. And I'll just go in there and I'll dial into the messages. And it'll be like, you have 67 unread messages. They're all from me. And I'm just like, <laughs> so they're like, I think, I forget there's a button that's the delete key. And I'll just sit there and I'll just go, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Please. And I'll, I'll count to, to, to 60. To six, I thought you like were going to do it just now. No, I thought you were going to count you to 60. And literally, it'd be like, like, and then it says, message 61. And I'm like, okay, I'm on time. And I'll just hit Delete button, 
seven more times. They're probably and I'm like done. of those sixty messages, like fifty of them were from me. If any of them mattered, they would have sent me an email or text. Well, that's kind of how I feel too. Yeah. Like if it's important, you're going to follow up with a different form of communication, that's, right? That's facts. Or yeah. you'll show up at their house. Yeah, and here's <laughs> a funny thing because I this and this is a phrase that I kind of heard, but I kind of adopted it way before because I've always done it. But there was a time back when people used the phone because we didn't have texting as ubiquitous. And, um, you know, as an early adopter to cell phones and the phone would ring and I'd look at it and I'd see who it was and I would just mute it and put it back in my pocket. And other people who weren't used to that would be like, oh, do you need to take that? And I'm like, no, so I don't need to answer that. And they'd, they, they would have this phrase like, oh, what if it was important? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, it could be important, but it may not be important. Like, And that's kind of how I feel about yeah. Like so, so the, the fear of not having the phone next to me at right. night. There's nothing that's going to happen during the hours that I'm sleeping that isn't still going to be there in the morning when I wake up. The phone is there for your convenience. Correct. Not the call. And it's something I just only just learned in my 40s. So thank you for instilling that in yeah. me. Yeah. The phone is there for your convenience. The communication is there for your convenience. I'd even, you know, as a from a really truly from a from a healthy standpoint, if you think about it. Every piece of communication out there is for your convenience, not the person sending you the message, whether it's an ad, an email, um, some sort of inquiry, or just you know friends and family. So when you see the massive bombardment of notifications from these apps and you know those little red number badges on your apps and stuff like that, that can overwhelm people. Yeah. But really, the device is there for your convenience, not anyone else's. So... You know, give yourself that mental break from that's you know, powerful that 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 stress, and be like, oh, okay, right. I I would go as far as this, right. If you're stressed about notifications, if you're stressed about the phone chiming and wanting to see what it is, you need to go into your settings and go to notifications, and you need to go through every single app, and you need to ask yourself, do I really need this notification? And if I need a notification, how do I need that notification? You need to go into those settings. You got to turn it off the lock screen. You got to turn it off, um, you know, a notification center. And maybe, only maybe when the phone's open, you're allowed to see the little thing pop up there. Right. So anyway, that's my PSA. That's Disable your... notifications. I love it. Make your life less complicated. I love it. And I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Guys, when we come back to you next week, we're going to have an update on one week into our no sugar, whatever you want to call it. We're, we're calling it sugar busters, but our our sugar challenge. And we hope that you will follow along and believe in us because this is going to happen. And if you want to join, feel free to reach out to me on social. We can add you to the messenger group. It's blowing up every single day. We've It's just a, a messenger chat where there's uh, just a lot of good information and a lot of support and some really great ideas and just some really great people. So if you feel like you want to jump in with this with us, please send me a message on social. You can go to 99% Healthy, our website, 99percenthealthy.com. Click on the Tell Michelle tab and send us a message there. And if you want to leave feedback or you have ideas for future shows, we would love to hear them. So please make sure you go there and leave us that feedback. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave that five-star review. We need you to grow. We promised you 50 episodes this year. And and we are almost halfway there, which is so exciting. We have to get, well, we're sh- we're a little short of halfway, but. Almost there. <laughs> you know, 18 is really close to 25. 18 is close to 25, yeah. You know how I do We'll numbers. catch up. We got to catch up in a week. We already used our two extra weeks of. We got some office. bonus content coming your yeah. way. 
Wait till you you guys are gonna love it. Wait till you hear. We're gonna have to double record. It's all good. It's all good. So it's happening. Have a great week, everybody. We look forward to chilling with you next week. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the 99% Healthy Podcast.